The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Do you have a desire to be famous? Do you want hordes of people screaming your name? Then ask your therapist if Hollywood's right for you. Hollywood, where you can work your entire first year as an unpaid intern, followed by mandatory minimum 18-hour workdays with guaranteed unpaid overtime, where sexual assault is so common you could just sign a waiver promising not to sue even before you start your new job. Warning, side effects may include hallucinations, obesity, bulimia, bleeding from the fingernails after trying to claw your way to the top, as well as excessive chapping of the lips from kissing everyone's ass. If you have these or any other side effects or begin to question your life choices, please contact your therapist. Because nobody in Hollywood gives a damn. Hollywood, shut up and take it. G'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, the hairiest, I would usually say the hairiest bear in the cage, but you're not even allowed in right now. You're grounded. I... <laughs> it feels like getting punished as a kid. I have to sit in my room and wait until I get told to do something else. You what is it? sit there and think about what you've done. Which, and what you did was severely injure yourself. Yeah, well, it's the nature of the job. I'd rather get hurt in training than in the cage, because at least in training, no one's going to continue to hurt me until some other dude in a black collared shirt pulls them off. I have the opportunity to say, let's chill, and I'll fix myself. You and didn't come back. say, let's chill. You had your two coaches tell you you weren't allowed to play anymore, and then you took your ball and went home. <laughs> <laughs> took my ball and went home. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. I, I t- took all my stuff off, took my head piece off, threw it in the bag, and stormed out. You didn't storm, but no, yes. of course not. It was more. It was more like a mild stomping of, it, a, it, of, it, a, <laughs> of a sad child. It was mostly a stomping slash limping. You were not moving well. No, I, again, it felt like I was being stabbed. For anyone new to the show, uh, your, your co-host here actually was doing some wrestling drills and in the process of being taken down by a very nice friend of mine. Uh, it felt like someone had stabbed me in the lower left side of my body. I don't know what being stabbed feels like, but that's what I imagine it's like. White, hot, searing And pain. then he immediately blamed Fernando. He's like, it wasn't me. He did. Fernando hurt him earlier. No, Fernando, <laughs> I, it wasn't Fernando. I blamed. I know. I'm talking about the guy that <laughs> so injured you. So Fernando's my coach, and his, his training partner just hours before was talking about how he got a hernia in a similar area I did. Uh, doing Yours this, is not a hernia, though. No, no doing drills as I was doing. And so my first thought was not only does this, did this man, not only do I know what it is because of this man, he must've jinxed me, <laughs> but thankfully they could not definitively say it was or was not meaning there was nothing protruding through my uh, abdominal wall at the time. Yeah. Who, who are you wrestling with that ended up blaming Fernando? Who are you wrestling with that tossed you? I beg your pardon. No one, no one blamed no, no, Fernando. No, 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 no. He did. Who was the guy that tossed you and you curled up and started crying? Oh, well, you I, weren't crying. No, he, I say good friend, but honest to God, I can't remember half these dudes' names. <laughs> well, he to- so he tosses you. Can't remember who did it. Yeah. Um. So he tosses you on the floor. I actually remember this. I have it on video. Mm-hmm. He tosses you on the floor, and you're just on the ground going, Ugh! and I, he's like, I didn't do it. And he's like, and uh, he came over when you were packing your stuff up after yeah. um. Uh, Joe, what's the guy's name? Well, it was uh, Joe Stevenson had uh had heard me, then saw, mm-hmm. and he uh asked me he asked to look at it. 
And, and then he kicked you out. Yeah, there's a little bit of protrusion. So he said, I shouldn't train, go straight to the ER and get it looked at. If I, the worst part is he said, if I had insurance. So my next thought was, God, how many guys are out here doing this without insurance on them? But yeah. Well, you decided then you were going to set up this seminar to teach I've fighters. I've been thinking about setting up a seminar, a fighter seminar, where we were going to go around and teach different fighters, not necessarily things about the cage, but things outside of the cage. So if you want to compete, you have to know how to set up medical. You need to find other sources of, of income because it doesn't pay a lot in the very beginning or even at the highest level, to be fair. Finding agents, managers, everything you would need to be a successful UFC star one day. Okay, so you want to teach them the basics. I like that. It is it is an idea rolling around right now. I like that. Well, so, so Joe Stevenson, three out of class. Yes, Joe Daddy mm. Stevenson, ex-UFC, uh, I think it was a featherweight or lightweight contender. He may have done both, actually, but yeah. I don't remember off the top of my I head. Like, actually, I liked he's telling he's telling this story and uh, about how he, he's won fights without ever throwing a punch, with nobody threw a punch. Oh, right. It was four consecutive fights in a row. He, he couldn't remember his third one, but one after the other, he just straight wrestled his way through and beat him either by taking top position or submitting mm -hmm. them. No punches thrown. That's pretty bad. It wasn't. That's insane. Yeah, but I think when guys like that throw you out of class, like, what are you going to do? Argue? He'll just poke you. He'll poke <laughs> your abdomen. It's like, no, I'm good, coach. He just kicks me right in the hip. Like, just <laughs> suffer in silence. That's it. Well, the guy that tossed you, I remember. He's like, oh my god, doesn't they have a fight next week? Oh, I was like, yeah. So, well, it's a big faux pas. <laughs> he used to. <laughs> yeah. It's a big faux pas to injure someone or put someone at risk of injury when they have an upcoming bout. Any other time of the day, break bones. But when you have a fight coming up, everyone's supposed to be like, okay, let's. Last two weeks, last week, babying. They're babying you the entire time. So in his mind, I have a fight in two weeks, and he just took me out of it. And he's one of my teammates. <laughs> yeah, he, well, he turned around. He was like, oh, my God, Fernando did this right. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> it was Fernando's fault. Uh, he's a good guy, though. really is. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's really interesting to watch the way you guys navigate. So there's a lot going on in the world today. Oh, God, where to start? I, I guess the... Absolutely depressing stories of the Ukraine is a is a solid place. Take a turn, take a one eighty, go from laughs and giggles to depression. That's fabulous. Well, as we're hearing, as stories are coming out, we're hearing about him bombing things like uh, with, I don't think it was homeless shelters, but it may have been a homeless shelter. No, no, it an was orphanage. an orphanage, a children's uh, hospital. There was a was it a maternity hospital? Mm -hmm. So the people are just getting hit left and right in the worst places because. But that's what it sucks. That's what war is. Mm -hmm. I mean, I hate to say that it's. War is the most horrific thing, and it that's is. no. And, and if, I'm sticking with the fighter thing. Plenty of fighters have actually gone over to support and fight on the Ukrainian side. Really? That said, they are Ukrainian fighters. We're not seeing people like Conor McGregor go over there, but absolutely, uh, people are going there to defend their homeland. Well, you would. Yeah, I think I would. Although you know, I, I say, Raha. I think it's a lot easier to say it than have to live it. So we have I, to find out. I get out. that, but you're like Mr. Raha, all American, like. That's true. I love this country, and I would defend. I would defend it to my last breath if necessary. But I think anyone could say that about their country because this is where I live, and I'm happy. I got my family here. I got my career here. I can't let it all go to you know. If it's at stake, I have to do my best to stop it. Okay, so I can get where these fighters are coming from. I, yeah. I really can. I think it's I, I just think any I just think it's a waste and <clears throat> uh, well it's all in the effort of trying to rebuild the USSR that's what this is all about yeah and unfortunately he expected a very easy entry he expected no problems and I, I said unfortunately I meant unfortunately for him but good for the rest of the world I think he was met with uh, some of the heaviest resistance I bet he ever has being in charge of Russia I think my favorite so far mm-hmm is uh, Poland going, okay, 
Oh, yes, we are going to out. give, yeah, we are going to give the Ukraine fighter jets. And then Putin comes out and goes, whoever gives the Ukraine fighter jets, I will count as them, mm-hmm. you know, joining the war. And, and uh, Poland's like, Psh, you can't stop us. And then Poland turns around and goes, we got the fighter jets. Okay, we're going to send them to the American air base in Germany. America, you give them to, <laughs> to the Ukraine. And America's just like, what the fuck? Like, that was, no, <laughs> we have, we have been very clear, like. No, throwing throw, throw us <laughs> under the bus. I know it's it's like the worst. It's it's the worst case of pass the parcel. Like you've we, ever seen. we have the best idea ever. U.S. get in there. Yeah, pretty much. You figure it out. That's 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 kind of that's. I think that's a tried and true method, mm-hmm. though. Oh yeah, you're gonna be Australia does it. Like America goes into war with someone, and my country's like always next to the U.S. Going yeah yeah yeah. Listen to them. Oh, you <laughs> like, guys are like the, the cronies. The yeah. <laughs> It's 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 pretty bad. But what is it? if America's the bully in the high school? You got Australia. Yeah, right Australia on the side. Like what? 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 You gonna say something? I'm gonna tell America on you. <laughs> like yeah, it's it's true. Um, Which yeah. funny? You guys are so much older than us. Yeah, you've been bit. around for so much longer. <laughs> um, but but it's like uh, Australia is a pretty chill place. <laughs> like we just the the level of fucks given mm-hmm. decrease the longer you're in Australia. Oh, absolutely. I get on the phone like today, my dad, I'm on the phone with my dad and I'm talking to him and he's like, well, I got to go have surgery. I'll see you later. I'm like, what? Just slips that in. Yeah. I'm like, why, why, why didn't I hear about this? It's it's not a big deal. I'm just getting some surgery. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) Not a bit. Was it, oh, was it genuinely not a big deal? No. Oh, of course not. Um, Anytime you have to have surgery, it's not, not a big deal. Yeah, pretty much. Like I've never heard of surgery that's not a big deal like when's right. the last time someone's like okay so i'm going to uh remove one of your kidneys not a big deal it'll be cool <laughs> like, yeah, anytime anytime blade has to go to skin and you have to be asleep for it not a small deal no so but i don't know that's just kind of the australian attitude like it's fine i'll wake up whatever mm-hmm. it'll be cool don't stress it that makes sense you know oh, speaking of not mm-hmm. stressing and handling things cool um, the exact, Pete Davison. I was going to say the exact opposite of what Kanye is doing. The exact sure. opposite of what Kanye is doing. <laughs> Pete Davison's response to that music video where mm-hmm. Kanye West was like, hey, I'm going to kill Pete Davison, mm-hmm. um, has been just to say nothing. And is I he, got, has he really stayed quiet this entire time? Completely. And I got to give him points for that because I think where I get caught, right? you get so riled up in the Hollywood stuff, especially me, I work in it. Yeah. Um, that you forget, you know, how normal people behave. Like, I'm not dealing with this joker because I'm so used to, like, the high level, like, the Hollywood drama. Uh, look, looking for a hype. This could have been perfect to boost his career. This could have been perfect Yeah, he could have engaged. It would have gotten him up higher. And he's just like, I just want to hang out with my girlfriend and do my job. Like, I just want to exist. Please leave me alone. Pretty much. Yeah. And I, I got to give him points for that. I've never been a huge P. Davidson fan. I am now. Well, have you, did you see any of those text messages that Kanye supposedly leaked out? Yeah. Showing how Pete Davidson. It's not supposedly. Is, he did leak. No, I'm sorry. He did leak him out. But his whole concept was that Pete Davidson's coming in here to ruin his family and take over Kanye's life. The reality is, after posting those messages, I can't. I wouldn't. I think he may have lost supporters after showing those because they're just messages of Pete saying, "Hey, I'm not here to take your family. I'm not here to mess with you and your kids. Uh, I hope we can all get along one day." He, he's so nice and supportive. It's and I think it's cool. I think you know Kim Kardashian probably needs that after everything she's been through. Oh yeah. Um, and then of course turning out to be a pretty solid guy for her. Yeah, but you know it's it's an overcorrection when mm-hmm. you do something stupid. Think about it. Like when you're in the cage, when you've fired or when you have a problem, you correct. You move left. You move right. Whatever makes you lose, you work on that. Right. In this case, it's it's like a dating overcorrection where you're like, okay, I went to this guy that takes himself super super seriously. Now I'm gonna wear a guy date a guy that wears pajamas and a and, and a fuzzy hat on Kimmel. 
uh, who like does the, uh, the, a frat Batman boy. and Robin skits. Yeah, like a frat boy. Like a frat boy. It, it's just, it's an overcorrection in the opposite direction. And Pete Davidson is a great starter white boy for her. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to touch on that subject. But that yes, was, that I can, was horrible. I yes, cannot believe I someone said that. That was not my line, by the way. That that was me quoting. That was the quote was that uh, Pete Davidson is a good starter white boy. That's insane. Well, someone's going to uh, take hell for that, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it did crack me up. Like, you know what? Uh, if she's happy, why not? Who cares? I think like, it's not my life. I don't have to live with them. Right. At the end of the day, it's more based on the person you want. And I think right now she wants a comedian. She wants someone to keep things fun and happy and light. Well, she just spent seven years married to... The most serious super, man super ser on the planet. It's super, super serial. It's insane. I hate you. Where you have put this microphone today. I got to tell you guys, Bear and I have been together for, for years and he moved the microphone today and the clonk you keep hearing is me hitting my head into the microphone that is coming down above us because it's usually below us. So I lean forward into it. Right now I'm clonking my head on it. If it helps, you still look good as you do it. Thanks, Bear. You're welcome. That's awesome. I'm I'm loving that. Uh, there's a whole bunch going on in the MMA world. You, of course, everyone you chose lost their fights. Yeah, no kidding. Everyone I picked to win their last few bouts did not do that. I know. I heard you gave a public apology to Drake. I gave a public apology to Drake because he bet <laughs> – he bet basically he bet $70 worth to him or to oh, so us it was... worth of money on George Moss. How much was the fight. actual bet? It was two hundred and seventy-five grand. Okay. And uh, someone did the math on it. And if you make fifty grand a year, that's like 70 bucks to you. That's exactly what it was like. Okay. But uh, that's what he bet, and that's what he lost, because I had to go and say George was going to win his fight. <laughs> and so he bet on George Masvidal. And what's the rule? Even your coaches and teammates don't let you bet on them. Yeah, very specifically, I was told to root for the other guy so that <laughs> we had a better chance of winning. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like, I, I love you, but you have horrible taste in who's going to win. Absolutely do. Yeah, like, but I, think, I think it's subjective, more like Murphy's Law. Yeah. Brett always falls butter side down. Bear always picks the wrong contender. Exactly. All right, guys, we are going to go to break. When we come back, we are going to be on with the one, the only, Jesse on Fire. Make sure you follow him online. If you want to know what's going on in the MMA world, I am Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, Bear Fiora. We'll be right back after this. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We're on with my co-host, 
The baddest bear that's not allowed in the cage right now because he has internal bruising, bruising. with risk of internal bleeding, Bear Fiora, and our very, very special guest, a guy I love to watch, and y'all should be following if you want to know what's going on in the MMA world, Jesse from Jesse on Fire. Welcome to the show, Jesse, mate. Thank you guys very much. Happy to be here. Well, we're really, really happy to have you. Before the break, we were talking about uh, Bear making a pick and Drake losing some money. <laughs> um, do you, blah, blah. Hey, let me let me ask yeah. you a question. What are, what are your thoughts on this Drake bet? Oh, I mean, I can I can tell you almost certainly what that was. So Drake didn't bet two hundred seventy-five k on Mossadol. He got uh, he did a deal with the, whatever that sports betting company was that that he posted the the ticket from where as soon as i saw that i was like oh i know exactly what this is like whatever outfit that is that he made the bet with they they gave him a two hundred seventy five thousand dollar ticket that they would have paid if mosfetal won and so they basically got like millions of dollars in free advertising because they were betting that colby was going to win and they were correct so they paid nothing for multiple millions of dollars in free marketing you know, but Drake would have, you know, he would have won that if uh, if Masvidal would have won. Big bet by uh, by that company that paid off. That's wow. genius. That's actually totally different from what I had thought. I genuinely believed he actually put in that money to try and make a profit off it. I mean, I don't do know that. for sure. I don't know for sure. But when I saw the picture and and the and the platform that he supposedly bet with was front and center, I was like, oh, I know exactly what this is. It makes sense. Yeah. A product deal. It, it uh, would a, be a, a collaboration. Place, yeah. yeah. That's, well, it's a good idea. The ones that you usually find that lose big money on these, like The Rock, is a big better. Yeah? Yeah. There, there are a few of them that are big betters, but Drake's not usually a big better. So I can see where, where Jess is coming from on that. That makes a lot of sense. No, absolutely. Yeah. So you, yeah. Went to the, you went to the fight? I did. I did go to the fight. It was, uh, it was crazy. Like, I've been to a lot of UFC events. And I've been to fights at T-Mobile, but they were boxing matches. I've never been to a UFC at T-Mobile, and it was wild. That is a, it's a totally different atmosphere in, in Vegas at a UFC of, of that stature. When you got Colby oh, yeah. and Mosfidal fighting in the main event, and it's at T-Mobile. I mean, it was bananas. It was super fun. Who were you personally uh, rooting for? Oh, man. This is, I can't. <laughs> I can't talk about this topic because I've talked about it too much. I was like, I was rooting for both of them because, uh, you know, I I may or may not think that Colby Covington is pulling an Andy Kaufman with the uh, with the support of his best friend George Mossadol, but you know, um, yeah. So that's a hard question for me to answer. I, I do. Was, I was rooting for both of them to win. I do want to give a quick disclaimer to our followers that are outside of the USA. Rooting for in this country means cheering for. It does not mean what you think it means. Oh, yeah, because in your home country, rooting for means people you want to bang, right? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I did. I actually knew that. <laughs> yeah, be careful with our lingo sometimes. It's my bad. So, yeah. why, why do you go to these events? Like, you could watch them online. Why go to the events? Well, now I do it. Um, I do it as a way to like. Uh, I've kind of turned it into a business where, uh, you know, like people that follow my channel, they want to go. Like they, you know, they want to hang out with me. I want to hang out with them. So I, uh, you know, I get these big blocks of tickets from these guys. You know, I, I hooked up with this company that basically does these live events where 
essentially I go for free. I make a little bit of money. I, and a bunch of people that, that follow my channel get to go, get to go with us. And so we're going to all of them now. It's really fun, dude. It's, uh, what I've found is that anybody who likes my channel is generally pretty cool. Like there, I'm yet to meet someone who follows my channel that I didn't like. Like they're just people I would be friends with anyway. That's it's really, really nice whenever you find something like that. Yeah. How does that happen? Like that would be that would be my question. Like how does that happen? How do you how do you get involved with I, going on? Hmm? So you basically just you know it's like any other thing. It's like you're they're basically selling an experience. So it's like you know you get to go to the fights. It's like think about it like this. Like you know these live event companies that. You know, they buy tickets to a show, they buy, you know, they get the hotel room, they get the flight, they get all these different things kind of all in one package. And it's kind of like that. It's like we do like a dinner on the, the first night, we go to the show the second night, you know, they, they have the blocks of tickets and, and I just lay it out for my, for my people. And uh, I sold, I mean, the first one that we did, we sold out in like 90 minutes. Like I announced it on the channel and it was literally sold out in 90 minutes. It was like, That's Whoa. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's not... and my wife loves my wife loves doing it too. So it's a it's a win win win. Uh, I'll I'll tell you right now that honestly, as great as that is, it was no surprise to me. YouTube, I don't know what it is, but YouTube fans are are they are some of the realest people you ever meet. They're dedicated to you specifically. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because you know, I'll put out a similar message and and not get and very get a very low response maybe on the TikTok platform, but that's because how little people will actually get to see me that actually follow me. YouTube, that's you exactly put that right. video out. You have all, you have all, all your, I think you're actually, you beat 50,000 now. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah, I'm at like, I don't know, 55 or something, but yeah, I mean like the, the, I, I, I was literally just talking about this in relation to, cause I did a bunch of videos where basically anybody who, uh, who makes a public disingenuous attack on Joe Rogan, I just annihilate them in a video. Like it's just, it's like, uh. It's like the way, you know, like if you step on a rattlesnake, they're going to try to bite you. Like, it's like, it's just, a, I, I do it like muscle memory. I don't even think about it. I guess they, they make me mad. I just record a video and they always end up good. Cause if I'm mad, my videos end up good. And if nothing pisses me off more than people like throwing disingenuous attacks at Rogan, I can't stand it. Like I can't fucking stand it. And, uh, and I was saying to my people, I was just like, you know, think about it like this, like, Joe, like I'm friends with Joe Rogan. As far as I'm concerned, he might not know me, but I certainly know him. And so anybody who watches my stuff, it's the same exact thing. Like if you watch my channel where I just talk for 30 minutes a day, like, you know, me pretty well, dude. Like there's not, you're not going to, you're not going to learn much about me, you know, yeah. hanging out in person that you don't already know. So that's, I mean, that's what it is. It's like when you're watching someone's YouTube and, th and it's that kind of YouTube where they're just being genuine and being themselves like Rogan does, or like I do or whoever. I mean, you really feel like you know them. That's why, in my opinion. I can see Absolutely. that. I can see that. I can that. see why that would be so upsetting as well. You know, talking about your channel, you've actually covered a lot of the most recent MMA information, including Cain Velasquez's arrest and trial. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. Have, have they set a trial date for this man? Uh, his next one is in uh, it's the first week of April. In uh, I'm not really sure. You know, like... I mean, this is not, you know, it's, this is not like a speeding ticket. Like, this is like, this is like the real deal, you know, facing life in prison. I don't know exactly what the, you know, what, what the, what the order of court proceedings are. I've actually been learning a bunch because, uh, 
the videos that I've done about him have kind of struck a chord with a bunch of people, and I found out I have a I have a big big following that are of uh, corrections officers, and then um, a lot of cops, you know, a lot of people that have that have done time. Like I've been talking to all these guys and oh, defense attorneys. So I've learned a bunch of stuff, but um, you know, bottom line is, I don't know. It's a hairy situation, just because. He I mean, shot I don't the know, wrong for, for dude. Anybody who doesn't, he shot the wrong. If he shot the right guy, it was on. fine. What's that? Sorry. I said, what's, if he shot the right guy, I'd be behind him. Yeah, well, I mean, he didn't. You know, he obviously didn't mean to shoot the guy he shot. Like he, uh, he was, you know, he was trying to shoot the dude who molested his kid a hundred times. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm uh, all for that. That's good. Yeah, I mean, Missing you know, it's not like the thing is that it's a it's a complicated situation. Like, I'm not saying, you know, oh, anybody who uh, who thinks that someone touched their kid, you should just murder them out in public. Like, that's not that's not my point. My point is more just like there are certain. I don't know. It's like you know, you have you have uh, you have civil society. You have you have rules that we all have to abide by. Not shooting people in public is certainly one of them. But there are other things that, in my opinion, almost supersede, like, civilized laws. Like, if someone fucks your kid, you can murder them. And I'm not saying that yeah. that's necessarily what happened in this case. But, like, someone rapes your wife, you can fucking murder them. And, like, no one gets to say shit to you about it. Like, it's just like, you know, I know we have those laws about killing people, but the guy raped his wife. Like, he gets to kill him. Like, period. Oh, the guy, yeah. the guy molested his kid, he gets to fucking kill him. End of story. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. there, there was a trial in Australia. This American guy had gotten arrested there for assaulting. Uh, basically, uh, an Australian bloke had uh, beat the crap out of this guy that had come in with a baseball bat because the guy had assaulted his daughter. Mm -hmm. And so they tried to yeah. sue the dad that hit him with a bat. And the court in Australia was just like, um, you touched his kid. What do you think was going to happen? Yeah, I'm I like, can't imagine a like, lawsuit would ever have worked in that case. It, it didn't, and neither were any criminal charges pressed. Like, mm. my, my problem with the whole Cain Velasquez, like, with the whole situation here, is not that he shot, it's that he missed, and there was a chase. Like, once other people got at risk, I get why he got arrested, but if it was me, I'd have shot the guy. Yeah. I can't blame him. I don't think anyone blames him for what he wanted to do. No. Not in the least bit. Here's what I, here's what I think. Here's what, I'm going to make a hypothesis. This is what I think happened. Because from what Garagos... So Mark Garagos is his attorney, which means mm -hmm. that he has, he's has he got big money behind his defense. Garagos is one of the most expensive attorneys in the country, and he's defending him. So it's probably either Dana or Rogan or a combination of those guys. but uh, Or Cormier, too. But like um, what Garagos said is... No one talked to Kane when the guy got released. So this is, this is something I talked about in a couple of videos. It's like, so when Kane found out that this guy molested his kid a hundred times, like he had the opportunity, like he could have not, he could have just not told anybody. He could have just gone and just put the guy in the ground without telling anybody. Like at that point, he made a decision where his family went to the police and the police did their investigation. And they went and arrested the guy. When Kane attacked him, was when he found out that they had just let the guy go. Like, no bail, no nothing. They were like, okay, you know, just go back to your house. And so I, like, I believe what? you mean go back to the daycare where all of those children exactly, were. Exactly, yeah. Go back, to the, go back to the fucking daycare and just go hang out there. So, so the guy, uh, so here's what I think happened. I think I, if I was going to just guess, I bet Kane went over to the house to beat the, like, to beat the guy within an inch of his life. And he probably bought, brought a gun. He's like, who knows? What if they have a gun in the house? 
And when he got there, he saw that because the only reason this guy was even leaving the house, what he was going to do when they got in the high speed chase was him and his, his stepfather was driving him down to whatever place you go to get your electronic bracelet put on. Cause to, he was supposed to be on house arrest. And so, you know, you think like you're the, you're the dad and you're sitting there like, you know, his wife's probably in his ear, too. Just like, what you know, I mean, like anyone's wife would be, be like, what the fuck are we going to do about this? And like, like I said, the thing that supersedes all other things, your wife is looking at you like, they're not going to protect our son. What are you going to do? And you're like, I'm going to go fucking yeah. murder this guy. So like, so he's probably sitting out front. And then the, and then the, you know, the guy and his dad just walk out willy nilly, like nothing's going on and get in the car. Like they're going to go to the fucking supermarket. And Kane is just, he just snaps, and he's like, and so he starts following them, and you know, because how else would he find them in the car? You know what I mean? Like, if he's chasing them in the car, how would that happen? Unless he's sitting in front of their house, and oh, yeah. those guys come out, and then they're going to, you know, it's not like Kane's out like just cruising the streets looking for him. He obviously knows where he lives. Drops his kid off there for daycare. Speaking of which, what are the odds that that dude knew he was molesting Kane Velasquez's kid? Fucking zero. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we have to go to break. When we come back, we are going to be talking more about uh, talking more with Jesse on fire. We're going to be talking more with my co-host, Bear Fiora, and of course me, Summer Helene, the lady with two broken legs. We'll be right back after this. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We're on with my co-host, the hairiest bear that's not allowed in the cage, Bear Fiorda, and our very, very special guest, Jesse on Fire, talking about Cain Velasquez. And let's all admit it, we just shot the guy too. Um, I, I, I would have. I, I want to. I want to touch back on. <laughs> I, I want to literally left pick up where we left off, and that is that dude had no idea whose kid he was touching. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, that is a 100% fact. It's like. You know, it's uh, it's it's all like that's the only part that's almost almost like comical of of it's like, dude, this is the last kid on fucking earth that you should be anywhere near. But mm-hmm. like, it, it's just you know, 
I mean, he almost he almost really found out the hard way. But uh, I, I mean, you know, the guy. I wish Cain Velasquez. He's on. I wish Cain Velasquez. I wish Cain Velasquez would have just beat him to death. I hate to say it that way. If he had just caught him and beat him no, senseless, you could claim rage. You could claim like he he's got brain damage. He's been hit a lot in the cage. It's not his fault. He got upset. He was startled. I, like it, it just it would have been easier if he just would have wouldn't have picked up the gun, and he wouldn't have accidentally shot the wrong guy. If you're cracking the guy's skull open, it's the right guy. Well, here's my only opinion not, on that. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say it's not. He's this is not like a rational action that he was taking. Like of, this, of this isn't like yeah. a well thought out thing. It's like uh, it's like a, I've swallowed, I've I've like swallowed so much rage and anger and resentment and sadness, and then it's like you know like you can hold things down. And then it'll come out in other ways in most, most times, you know, like you just like, you suppress that shit. And then like, you know, you yell at your wife or your whatever, like just shit that has nothing to do with it. And every once in a while, someone will just stick a needle right into that, into that thing. And it explodes all once. And I guarantee you that's exactly what happened. My thing is the judge had no right to let that pedo out. Like he had absolutely no totally fucking agree. right. One foot, like, let's cut out the fact that the guy shouldn't have been let out of jail. Again, it's Caneville. Like it. I wouldn't have let that guy out for his own safety. Correct. If we gave a shit about his safety, at least. Maybe the judge was hoping, right? No, <laughs> I, I'm just saying. The judge handled this badly that he's a oh, bad judge. Oh, so much so. Yeah. Hey, this is, this is a I recipe mean, for thing, getting like, a good man arrested. And that's their job. Like, people think judge. They think, like, oh, okay, it's a person who decides how many how many years a person gets in prison or whether, uh, whether uh, you know, like a piece of evidence is admissible. Like, it's like, no, 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 You're there because we're trusting your judgment. Like that's yep. your, your, your job is in the fucking name, dude. Do you have good judgment or not? And it's like, all right. So this guy's accused of molesting Cain Velasquez's kid a hundred times. So I don't know. I mean, let's just let him go and let's not talk to the dad. Like that's just bad judgment. That's be, that's, that's it's, it's terrible definition being not good at your job. And with, with catastrophic results. Mm -hmm. And I think there should be some repercussions for the judge there, simply because let's cut out the fact, let's pretend Kane didn't shoot the guy, shoot the guy's step this guy's stepfather. In the end, Kane has a fan base of people that if they hear about this, would have gone after that guy. So just for this idiot's safety, they should have kept him in. More than yeah. that, they sent him back to a daycare. I, I know. I just so it's I, like, yeah, why I know. You're sending him back to great. There's one victim who's never going back there. What about everyone else's? Like everyone else's child is I mean, still now, there in the daycare. I can care. promise you, there's yeah, there's no one, no one going back there now. I would imagine, but like, oh, I swear to God, I hope not. Too, you know, it's like, and I, let me actually just say this: that I in no way support any kind of like backlash on this judge, other than people publicly saying he's he or she is a fucking idiot. That's it. Because I, I just read this article this morning that, like, the, the judges in this case are getting, like, armed guards and armed patrols. Like, I oh, in no, no, no. no way support people going after those judges at all. I just think no. that it should be noted that it's their fucking fault and they're idiots. I agree with that. At, at this point, if they're trying to – if they're if the new judges, people overseeing this murder trial, are bringing on armed security, I think – uh, they're worried about intimidation or, or retribution for their decision here. It's, you know, free cane or die. Exactly. Yeah. I, it comes down and to, that's I honestly... think... Go ahead. Sorry. I, I think legally there needs to be uh, repercussions for Kane only in that uh, he panicked and shot the wrong guy. He was acting in defense of self and others. 
which is legal in self-defense. You can act in defense of others. He was in his mind, this child had been victimized. Other people's children were at risk. He was reacting that way. The issue was he shot the wrong guy. And when you, when you look at that situation, that becomes an accidental fire. So yeah, I'm it, sure like it, I, I went to law school and I know this much, so I'm sure his, you know, his, his lawyers are much, much better than I am, but and there's so much pressure on the case right now. I wonder if they'll add to some leniency. The, no, the, the pressure on a case usually turns it the other direction Oof. is the problem if you want to make an example mm. of you can't take this into your own hands. The big problem with this being so public is, is I think that, it actually hinders Kane, doesn't help him. Yeah. Where they may have let him off a little easier. Yeah. It but depends, can you... dude. It really, like, like that, the, the really, the, the public opinion matters a lot. It oh, really does. Much. Like, like, dude, George Floyd. The, like Derek Chauvin didn't have a chance in hell of getting out of that case under any circumstances because public opinion was an avalanche. Like there was just no way there was not like, it wasn't going to matter. And if, if the, if the jury and the judge feel that this is like universally agreed upon publicly, that everyone's like, fuck that, free him, let him go. He's a father that snapped protecting his kid when the state failed to do that. Like that will, that will help Kane for sure. I, I mean, it's it, like the, the problem is, I think it depends on the judge. You have situations like, uh, you know, if, if it if it didn't depend so much on the judge, you know, OJ wouldn't have been walking around. I'm just saying. The, no, I, um, the, I, judge. I think it's a, the judge. I think it depends on, on the judge in the case. You got to so, by a jury. Oh, I, I understand. But what I mean is, is um, when you have. When you have a judge that is in front of cameras and, and dealing with public pressure, like uh, Ito, the one that was in charge of yeah. the OJ case, what yeah, he I did remember. and did not let in was based on pandering to the cameras. That changes an outcome, hmm. no matter what, with a jury. And so in, in Cain Velasquez's case, the the jury, the judge, the everyone there, it, with this amount of cameras, it changes the outcome, not always for the better. Yeah, I wonder if they'll televise the case. Probably. There's money. I mean, <laughs> let's face it. For my, my counterparts at every studio in the world, um, what, what, what's a nice way of putting this? Um, on behalf of Hollywood, we are blood-sucking vampires, if we can tell. I was going to say vultures. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Like... Is, there a, is there a carcass that we can eat for money? <laughs> yes. And and that yeah. actually, no, 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 we wouldn't eat. We'd make someone else eat the carcass, record it, put it out there, and sell merch. And that's the point. Like, look at Fear Factor. Speaking of Joe Rogan, look at Fear Factor. <laughs> yeah. We, we, yeah. If we can make money off it, we will. And I'm not ashamed. You know, it says, for my brethren in Hollywood, I can tell you, if we can televise it, we will. But for What's the you name guys, of that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal, like Jake Gyllenhaal, where he's the ambulance chaser. Oh, I'll Google that. Like late at night, it's an exceptional movie. It's like it's an exceptional movie, and it's like he's like the sociopathic Jake Gyllenhaal freak, ambulance chaser, where he's uh, where he's following ambulances around, and it's like it bleeds. Nightcrawler. Like he's like a nightcrawler. Amazing movie. Amazing mm -hmm. movie. Anybody Love who's them. ever seen Nightcrawler, just. Cancel whatever movie you were planning to watch and watch that. That movie will blow your fucking mind. It's amazing. I like that. Right, on a totally unrelated topic other than movies, I typed in Jake Gyllenhaal Ambulance thinking that would come up. And uh, he actually starred in a movie called Ambulance. It came out in 2022. Excellent. So that's going to drag the Oh, results. no. no. It's, that, that, one, that one's about to come out. It's, uh, it, they, they showed a preview for that in, in the T-Mobile last weekend. 
They must oh, okay. have showed that preview 50 times. And, and I, can't, I couldn't tell you anything about it other than that lots of explosions and ambulance. I, like, I've never seen a, a trailer that has less, less plot in it. It's just like Jake Gyllenhaal, ambulance, explosions, Michael Mann, boom. I was like, what the fuck is this movie about? So, so you know, when trailers are made like that, it usually means the footage is crap. So, um, yeah, they show so, you all yeah. the exciting parts. Yeah, when when we've I've had people give me cuts of films where they're like, "Hey, we need to set up distro for this," and I'll look at it. I'm like, either the climactic scenes in there, or there's nothing in there. Either way, I'm not touching them. Mm -hmm. That being said, I've worked for Troma. <laughs> it's not like I've worked for like I, I love Troma. You Troma. made the Toxic <laughs> Avenger. You you were a part of like killing. I did not tomatoes. make. Yeah, I, I did not. I didn't make Toxie, but I did work with them. Oh, but okay. that's the point. I've worked with bad films. So you want some advice on a bad film? That's it. What would you guys do? Dude, I love when I was growing up, I loved Toxic Avenger. Really? I mean, I was like a child, but you know, it was like one of those movies that was so grotesque that I was really excited that I was allowed to watch it for my parents <laughs> must have just like not actually watched it. You know, so it was like, Oh, this looks silly. Okay, yeah, he can watch it. I'm like, Oh my god, this is the most violence I've ever seen in anything ever. <laughs> that was like with you, Summer, with Fire and Ice, right? Yeah, yeah. My dad didn't pay a lot of attention. <laughs> he got in a, he got in trouble with my grandma for a lot of things and my mother. But that was it. My dad was a huge fan of the Toxic Avengers, so I got uh, all the people from Toxie to sign some DVDs and send them to him, and he was just over the moon, absolutely over the moon. Now that's for a good you, cult flick right there. <laughs> it is. It definitely is. But I think cult flicks have have a good place in in our hearts. The um, yeah. Oh, what do you guys think now? There's a new film coming out with um, – I swear my brain's not working. Uh, I can't think of it for you. Oh, the sexy one from, from the WWE. There's a, uh, What is it, John Cena? John Cena. Okay. He's, he's got a new film coming out, a new superhero film. Really? Yeah. What's he, what's he a superhero of? I don't know. The problem is if when when you put WWE guys in a film, nobody usually watches it. Um, I mean, he's got. Are you talking about his his show that's on cinema, like where he uh, like the spinoff from the Suicide Squad character? Yeah. Because that that show is hilarious. It's well, like, they look. I mean, the, the, it's really funny. It's like they're looking really, at turning really, it into really a funny. feature. They're looking at turning it into a serious feature. Uh, it's called Peacemaker. Oh, nice. Yeah. They're looking at turning yeah, it into yeah. a serious, fe uh, serious feature, and no matter how well he's done with this character, he just cannot get away from the fact that he came from the WWE, mm -hmm. and everyone's like, there's no way he can carry this film, it doesn't matter how well the show's done, it's going to be a disaster, blah, blah, blah. And I'm looking at him going, The Rock came from the WWE. Yeah. But everyone's comparing him to Hulk Hogan and, you know, Mr. Nanny. And I'm sure we'll see Conor McGregor he's, make that uh, he's similar already transition. Carrying it. There's a, there's right? A, the reason they're going to make a feature is because there's a show that's super successful that he's absolutely hilarious in. Thank like, you. Like, it's, not, it's not a serious superhero movie. It's, it's like a, it's a comedy. It's hilarious. Yeah. He's a complete idiot. Like, he's an idiot in the movie or the show. Well, they're looking at making a feature. Everyone's downing the idea because they don't think a WWE guy can carry it. Well, now I'm convinced I have to watch the show. Oh, it's excellent. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. so funny, dude. Did you watch the second Suicide Squad movie? No, I didn't, actually. Oh, man. it's. I mean, the first Suicide Squad was garbage, but the second one is, is like, it's it, it, the, the two movies that are, are completely unrecognizable compared to each other. Like, the second one is, I mean, the end is a little bit weird, but it's, 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 it's the it's like Suicide Squad, funny. and it's always weird. Yeah, even it's in, really weird this time. Even, even in the it's comics. Like somebody, it's, like, it's, it's weird. Like somebody did a bunch of acid, and then they threw all the weirdest things they could think of into a punch bowl, and they just picked, like, 
four words out, and they're like, okay, like this is our climax somehow, and they figured out what? a way. Like it makes but, no sense. But Was that's there, like, some but that's giant the su- yeah, but that's how the Suicide Squad is written. When you read the comics, like if somebody took alphabet soup, dumped it, shook the co- shook it around in a bag, and then yep. poured it, that's that's how the the Suicide Squad comics are. Somebody was really high when they when they created it. I'm just saying. It's like they literally took the the ending from Ghostbusters 1 with the marshmallow man. And they're like, what's the weirdest thing that we could replace this with? And someone's like, a starfish. (laughs) That was starfish. That's what it was. (laughs) How about a giant fucking starfish? You're like, what? And it has a million little starfishes that fly off it and attack people's faces. You're like, that's a terrible idea. They're like, it's so terrible that it'll work. And that's the ending. (laughs) It's the weirdest thing ever. But it's, I mean, it's a really funny movie, man. It's hilarious. Now that's the see that's the shit I'd expect over at Troma. Like when, when speaking of speaking of the Toxic Avenger, that's what you expect from Troma. Like that's not what you expect from big studios. That's what you expect from These from the little, little guys. It's almost an indie film kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's, it's it's like that's what you'd expect from an indie film, not like Margot Robbie, Will Smith. Oh man. I'm just now, now I'm committed to both these, the TV show and the movie. <laughs> so Jesse, you consistently make uh, on your on your YouTube, you make stories about what's going on in the MMA world. What got you into doing that? Uh, I just, you know, like it was one of those things where I knew I could basically tell a story about getting a glass of water from the kitchen and make it interesting. So it was like, what's something that I really actually care about that I could talk about every single day. And MMA was, was the front and center thing. Like I, I, it's like the only sport that I fought. I love it. Like, I don't, I don't have room for any other sports to be a fan of because I love that one too much. So it's just like a, a no brainer. And the thing that makes the sport so awesome is, is all the, you know, all the stories that live behind it, like the, you know, the business and why this person's fighting this person, what it means that this person wins. And, you know, it's like people have their lives on the line every single time they fight. I mean, like last Saturday, if you're, you know, I mean, Colby and and George did such a good job selling it this last week that, you know, apparently I'm on an Island thinking that they're faking it, but I'm literally never wrong about this stuff. But you basically saw two best friends go in and fight each other I mean, it was like, it was actually hard to watch, dude. Like, it was, it was hard to watch if you were me, because they did not, I am, I am completely not sold that they hate each other at all. It and, just doesn't uh, sound like it. it. It sounds like a lot of what they're creating in these interviews and when they talk to each other is almost as if they put it through a filter. They're, they're scripted. It's, it's, I mean, to me, the fact that people believe it, like they do, like people yell at me in the comments every single day. They're all, dude, don't be an idiot. It's hundred percent real. Just give it up. I'm like, okay. Sure it is, dude. Like, uh, you know, Colby Covington literally created a WWE character. And, yep. Yeah. And like, he, he tried to make everyone hate him. At the beginning, he was still saying George Masvidal is my best friend, and then all of a sudden, oh no, never mind. George Masvidal is my worst enemy. It's like, okay, sure he is, dude. Sure he is. I gotta they, give they, him. Now they're I mean, Maybe it maybe it started fake and then it turned real. Who knows? You know, no, I, like I don't I know. Gotta, I, I I feel like there's story for why it's real, or at least I feel like George's story for why it's real is so hairline thin. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, he was it, my best friend. We lived together for eight years, and then he didn't pay my coach twelve thousand dollars, and he became my worst enemy. It's like this is fucking ridiculous, dude. Twelve thousand dollars. 
fucking $12,000, your best friend to your worst enemy. It's absurd. Yeah, the worst it's, case, you just think he's bad with money. Yeah, you, you're like, I'm telling you, like, my best friend, that that kind of thing has happened before. I mean, not 12, but, like, if it was 12, I'd pay it and be like, what the fuck, bro? Get your life together. You can't go around stiffing <laughs> people that I'm going to have to cover. I, but that's it. It's it's. But but you've got to give him points by creating the character oh. he did and leaning into the skid, like creating, going into so controversial and creating this. I think you hit the nail on the head. This WWE character and just becoming. It's, it's genius. But it's you've genius. seen guys and do it. them creating the beef is genius too. Yep. Like it's like the bottom line. Like there's no money in being friends. Like so. I mean, no. Like the amount of actual time. Here's the other thing. My wife and I got married on a reality show, and we faked the entire thing. The whole entire show is completely fake. And so, like, to us, Gabrielle and I look at people doing reality TV or, or say, oh, this person hates this person, and it's a joke to us because we've done it. We're like, okay. Oh, yeah. You ha- oh, you hate your best friend now? Sure. Oh, oh, and then why? Oh, you didn't pay your coach. Get the fuck out of here. It's the same thing as, like, on our show, it's like, oh, Gabrielle's boyfriend from high school just crashed the fucking bachelorette party, and Jesse threw him into a fire. I'm sure that's real. Yeah, but I mean, it, of course it's fake. Is that where you get your name from? Jesse on fire? Jesse on fire. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Sorry, that was that was that was quick. Um, no, that was uh, that was just a coincidence. You were on a reality show. What reality show was this? I was on two reality shows. Oh man, but. I'll send them. Uh, I'll send them to Alexis. You guys can check them out. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to look at that. That's awesome. The uh, I, I got to say, well, don't tell everyone all the reality show secrets. Bear has a Bear has a uh, reality show coming out of about. Yeah, him. we're gonna be running one. They're gonna have to craft <laughs> a lot of different stories. My life's boring as hell. They're gonna have to figure out a lot of what to do. That, that was one of the comments. We're going back and forth. They're like, um, so all he does is train and eat. No, I'm I'm sitting from 6 a.m. to to about 11 a.m. What am I doing for those four or five hours? I'm just I'm just editing videos. That's it. I'm at a laptop doing. I'm silent, dead silent. We're editing these films. They're gonna have to throw yeah. like paper towels in or something. Are you kidding? One of the things yeah. we were talking about. They're like, who does he train with? And I, I said it was Sam Alvey. I was like, he trains with Sam. They're like, does he ha- spend time with anyone dramatic? I was like, just mostly him and Sam. They're like, well, this is fucking useless. No one controversial. Oh, something tells me you're gonna have. Uh, they're gonna dig up some collaborators real quick. That's what they do, dude. Oh like, yeah. They'll literally like they will. They will dig through your entire life, and they. I mean, this is what they do professionally: is they will find, find, and create conflict. And the best thing for you to do is to just let them know at the very beginning that you're game for whatever. Just be like, I don't care. Like we'll, we'll like we're we're up for anything. And uh, and then they'll work with you instead of trying to fuck with you. Because if you because uh, if they if you if you make them try to create the conflict, then they'll try to fuck with you to get you to actually fight with people versus you being like a you know a, a you know co-conspirator like Gabrielle and I were. We were literally just like, what do you want us to do? They're like, all right, so now you're going to confront her about about having seen her ex-boyfriend when she visited home. I want you to slap the ring box on her and tell her that you know what happened. I'm like, cool. We shot it like a movie. (laughs) I like that. That's beautiful. And hell yeah, I'm going to do that. I like the advice. Thank you. I I like that. That's that's beautiful. Same producers as that that did The Bachelor and Undercover Boss. So just like professional shit starters. I like that. Professional professional shit starters. I think that needs to be the new name for all producers. Professional shit starters. (laughs) All reality shit starters. You work in reality TV. That's your official title. 
professional shit started. Oh, so they're, like, they're like, here, drink this, <laughs> drink this. You know, do you have any, uh, is there any kind of uh, illicit substances that you can do without us being liable for anything? Go ahead and do those also. Whatever's going to make Did- you best on camera. <laughs> get super fucked up and then go yell at this get dude. Get super fucked up. If yeah, if a person if a person is a uh, is a tight ass on camera, they will fucking pour wine down their throat. Oof. Yep. It it is a it is definitely a good trick. Uh, Jesse, we have about three minutes left to the show. I know I'm going to tell everyone follow you. Go check out Jesse on Fire on YouTube. He's one of the people I watch religiously. I know Bear watches him. Um, and he's one of the few people where I can tell you, this isn't like we watch him for work in our spare time. He is who we watch. He's awesome. You don't need to shout him out. He's a goddamn superstar. Yeah, Everyone in the world knows who Jesse on fire is now. Oh, Jesse, come on now. That's, it's, it's <laughs> Thank true. you guys. You, you do have a really, and you have a really loyal following. Is there anything you want to say to everyone out there besides, of course, follow him? I, w- I just want to say this, that like when people discuss the Cain Velasquez case, only discuss it publicly in one direction that he did like that he did what any father would do. Cause I really yeah. think that's actually going to affect the outcome of this case is like, or like where he ends up. I it's like, you know, if you, obviously, you know, say what you want to your friends, but when you put stuff up publicly or talk about it publicly, I think if everybody stays aligned that everybody's behind him, I think that'll end up having him with as little jail time as possible. I, I can see that. I mean, if, if you look at it realistically, what would you do? What would Bear do? Like, what would you do if it was your kid? What would you do, Bear, if it was your yep. kid? I'd want to kill him. I, I just don't know if I don't know if I personally chase him down and shoot in, into the traffic. But really? again, again, I can't, I can't blame him for what he did. We all feel the same. Dude, way. No, you know it, it wasn't my kid. That, there wasn't any traffic though. Like it was, they're calling oh. it an intersection. Oh. It was in the middle of nowhere, dude. It was in Gilroy. Like there was, you know, it's an intersection because two roads meet each other. But there's nothing around there. Like, it's now, farmland. There's I nothing there. I think that works in his favor. Yeah, really for sure. If he's not putting yeah. other people at risk. That does. I yeah. don't know. I just know that if it was you, Bear, that t- someone touched your kid. Well, that's just it. It wasn't my kid. So I don't know if I am in the if I have a place. Mm-hmm. It's easy for me to be rational when I'm not the dude who's having to deal with it. That's true. Like, yeah. it's, it's, what would you do? That's, that's a hard I one. Honestly just, I honestly don't know what I would do. I don't know. I just know, I know that I can't predict I can't like it would be such an uh, a a nuclear emotional situation that I actually can't predict what I would do. I don't know. I can tell you if that had happened to me as a child, I can tell you what my daddy would have done. And like my my daddy was in the service and he made things go boom. It wouldn't have been one guy that got shot. <laughs> like it, that's it's, the thing it's... too. Is like yeah, you think about that too. Like it, you know what. Man, if, if, if like, if, if my wife said, if in that situation, my wife said to me something like, how are your kids going to be able to look at you if you don't protect them now? That guy died yep. 100%. If she said yep. that to me and made me think about that, there's absolutely no fucking doubt the guy dies that day for sure. Absolutely for sure. I can see that. Yeah, no so kidding. I think, what, I think what's needed in this case uh, publicly is some empathy for him. Really. For sure. It's not like gangster shit. It's like, it's like, dude, the guy, like, you can't expect a person to make rational decisions when someone did that to their kid, man. Like, I don't know. Anyway. You can't, you can't expect rational decisions in an irrational situation. And that's really what it comes down to. And I agree with you there. Guys, support Kane. Um, Make sure to follow Jesse on fire. 
I'm Summer Helene. We're on Tune In BTS, of course, with my co-host Bear Fjorda. Follow him too. I'm very medicated. Follow whoever you're supposed to follow. I don't know what's going on right now. I'm going to bed. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.